welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. What is my name? <laughs> my name is Hayden. My name is Kamila. And today we are going to be talking about being in a marginalized group while in J fashion. As for me, I'm a black woman, dark skin, in J fashion. I'm wearing Decora, which is a very colorful fashion, and also Fairy K, which has a lot of pastels. And typically, even outside of J fashion, there's like a large, largely held belief that、um, dark skinned women cannot look good or pull off those sorts of color schemes. I actually like didn't even realize that that was like a largely held belief until like I started wearing the clothes, and then there would be like someone like reblogged. Me on Tumblr being like, I am so surprised those colors look really well on her, and I was just like, Why would they be surprised? Yeah, no, <laughs> I I agree. I've never heard that kind of like I, I never heard that type of opinion or like people think that until like a few years ago. Because quick like going back into Hayden's childhood, <laughs> I used to make little dolls out of like wooden beads and wires. They're supposed to be like garden fairies.、Mm. You could make dresses on these garden fairies out of.、Um, Silk petals, silk flower petals,、mm-hmm. and they included、um, dark skin wood beads for the head and light skin wood beads for the head. So you could pick if you wanted a dark skin fairy or a light skin fairy. And a lot of times when I picked out the dark skin fairy, I would put on pastel colored silk、uh, silk petals because I was like, you know, these colors really pop on the dark、yeah. skin. I think it's beautiful. And like just having that background where I. Was able to, you know, put these dolls in whatever clothes I wanted. I was,、mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't understand, like, why people had that thought. Like, right. E- and even if it doesn't complement your skin tone, who gives a fuck? Yeah, like, I think with J Fashion, it's not about like compliment. Like, I feel like complimenting your skin tone is just like. The norm, staying safe. You know, like、yeah. you don't want to pop. You don't want contrast. And I think, like in J fashion, you want contrast. You know, you want to stand out. You want to be different. And so, like, I think that really like opened my mind to these different things. Like, I think, like if anything, I used to like some people like not liking red lipstick. On dark skin women and things like that, and I've like I just heard that, and I was just like, oh, hmm, interesting. And I just kind of thought to myself, like, well, I think there's a shade of red that's gonna work、yeah. for everybody. Like, you know, come on. <laughs> and you know, make- makeup is a little different because it goes directly on, on your skin, skin, and it's about your skin. But like, you know, with makeup for that. Example. That's、yeah. just about like finding your undertones and seeing、right. what goes with your undertones best. You, I have.、Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's cool. It, it, you know, they say like if you look at your veins and your veins are like more blue or more green, like that'll tell you what your undertones、mm. are. Mine are blue. I don't know what that means. means. But <laughs> you know, if like that's. I get it's just excuses. It's just、right. exclusionary excuses, and it's bullshit, and it pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, and I think I let that limit me like one time. I bought、um, a gothic Lolita wig, 
which that's been a long time since I've done that, when, like, they were, like, the wig company, like, everybody was, like, talking about, I guess. I think I got a split, and I was just like, well, I'll get pink and brown because I guess that one will, like, go, the brown color will go with my skin tone or something. And then when I got it, my mom was just like, well, why didn't you just do full pink? (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, I don't know. I thought, like, maybe it would, like, go better or something. And she was just like, no, just get, like, the and, – and, well, she didn't tell me what I should do next time. But then I thought, like, oh, I'm just going to get the full thing next time because, like, I guess that'll just be better. Yeah. So then I realized that, like – like, I mean, that all, those beliefs, like, also, like, affect me, though it wasn't, like, a hard steal, like, you can't do this. But it was just, like, just trying to feel out what I wanted to do in the fashion. It can affect that, like, what you choose to do. So, And, and you know, it it is, like, up to the individual person, I think, yeah. where, like, you can put something on and say, you know, I don't really like this because I don't think it goes well with my skin tone. That's fine. But don't yeah. let that limit you to say I can't wear any pastels or I can't do X, Y, or Z because of my skin tone. Like, that's such a limiter. And I think that that's yeah. such, you know, it's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, it comes from white patriarchy. And right. it's nasty. Like white beauty standards. Yeah, and it's an internalized thing. I realize that, but it's like you can you can like something, you can like or dislike something for your own personal reasons, but don't let it limit you from entire big choices. Yeah, or things that you otherwise enjoy. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I really want to wear these dresses or these colors but my skin tone is stopping like me from doing that like that's just like like you enjoy that and you like the way that it looks so that's like uh, oppressing you yeah from something that you enjoy it's very toxic yeah like i understand if like uh, say if i put on like a goth styled outfit and i don't feel like i don't think this is me like, okay, that's fine. But it's not like, I don't think this is me because I'm black and black people can't be goth. You know, like, that's mm-hmm. like, that's too sad. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a, it's an internalized depression. And on the flip side, I am a gay trans man and don't, like, already there's a stigma in, I like to call it cis-ciety, <laughs> C-I-S. Society, it's a good pun. There's a stigma in society that if you're a transgender person, you have to be a straight transgender person because why else would you be trans and people don't realize. Yeah. So, yeah, there's already a stigma against gay trans men and society likes to think of us. society turfs and, you know, gatekeepers in the trans community mm-hmm. like to think of us as, oh, well, you're just faking it. Just because, like, you're a trans man and you like men, you're not really a man. You're just, like, a woman who's butch or, like, wants to be a tomboy. It's like, Mm. no, that's bullshit and it's a double standard. And then going further, there's the double standard of trans men dressing femininely where Mm. if you're a trans man who is, you know, pre-T or, like, non-T, pre-op or Mm non-op, there's a stigma when we dress femininely it's like, well, like, why would you do that and still say you're a trans man? It's like, yeah. I had a coworker that like was like that, and she just like couldn't. I, I would, you know, it's a co-working situation, so you're just like, I don't want to create a whole like 
bad thing between us, like a heated argument. But mm-hmm. I kept just being like, well, like, but why? You, yeah, why? <laughs> like, well, you know, maybe the person, like, clothes don't define what gender you are. Like, you know, like, I tried to go from that angle and get them to agree with that. And they're just like, yeah, I agree with that. Like, if you're, whether you're wearing a, a dress or you know, pants or something like that. It shouldn't define what gender you are. And I'm like, yes. So this person should be allowed to be called whatever pronouns that they deem are appropriate for them and also wear the clothes they deem are appropriate for them. And then you are going to be able to call them those pronouns. (laughs) Like whether or not they are in either... Um, more masculine-looking clothes or feminine-looking clothes, the same pronoun will still be able to be applied. And they were trying to make the excuse that, like, but I, how am I supposed to be able to change the pronoun? And you, I'm just like... <laughs> you don't. You pick. They pick the one and you stick with it. Yeah. And, so. then, and it's such a double standard because if a cisgendered man wore a dress, there would still, like oh, there's no doubt in my mind that that's still a man, you know? And that is also very trans-misogynistic because then you get trans women who people view as more masculine still, and they're like, oh, well, that's just a man in a a dress. And, you know, being a cis man in a dress in today's society, that's okay. That's, like, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, whatever, you know, they're breaking the gender rules, good for them. But then once a transgender person does it, it's like, oh, well, they're just, like, for me, it's, oh, they're just lying. Or, like, for a trans woman who uh, some people view as masculine still, it's be like, oh, well, you know, they they, they don't pass, so, like, they should just, like, not even try. Right, like, right. It, it just makes them look bad. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's a double standard, and it's not okay. Like, if I have a vagina, if I have a penis, like, it doesn't matter. I can wear whatever the hell I want, and I yeah. should still be respected for my gender, period. No questions. Because, yeah. like I said, if a cisgender man wore a dress, people would be absolutely fine using he, him pronouns. Yeah. So yeah. it's... In fact, they would force that. If, yeah. If he was... I don't know. Yeah, it, they would They would enforce that. They would just be like, well, we'll make sure you know he's still a man. You know, and it's... <laughs> and even that, it's like, who knows? Like, maybe maybe they're a trans person. Maybe they're non-binary. Right. Maybe they're a non-op, pre-op, uh, non, non-HRT, pre-HRT trans woman. Like, you right. know, or non-binary person. Like, you can't fucking judge people by first impressions and it's bullshit to do that and i'm sorry i'm getting heated (laughs) it pisses me off so much so we're talking about this kind of stuff today and being as hayden wears his pretty boy shirt yeah i'm wearing my pretty boy sweater and a dress under it and my freaking brand new (laughs) why are you cosmo platforms that i just got last night they're so beautiful and i'm freaking out so uh we've talked Plenty about being in a marginalized group while in J fashion. Yeah. How do, how do you feel like that affects you in J fashion? In J fashion specifically, mm-hmm. it is very much a, it, it's a subculture dominated by cisgender women. That's like, it, it's what it is. I, I think I've, I am aware of like one transgender woman in Lolita and that's all. I'm not aware of any other transgender woman in J fashion and please if you're out there contact me because like we're doing another project soon that and we need 
like a trans woman to be on a panel and we would mm-hmm. like to hear from you please if you're a trans woman in J fashion yeah. hit us up email us like hit us up on Facebook please we want to hear from you being a transgender woman in J fashion I can imagine it would be hard yeah. I, and like I can't say I have not had that experience as a transgender man in J fashion it is hard yeah. because I am constantly getting misgendered and then there are I don't want to call them transphobic or more ignorant people in Mm -hmm. J fashion who have that idea of like oh well if you're trans why would you wear like girls clothes it's like they're not girls clothes they're my clothes and I am a man so they're men's clothes because I bought them and they're mine anyways yeah (laughs) you know it's difficult for me personally being like surrounded by so many like beautiful feminine ladies and then like but having that reflected onto me through the community and like people just assuming you know I always just say just don't freaking assume anything Mm -hmm. like ask people I always whenever I introduce myself I introduce myself with my pronouns and I ask Mm -hmm. the other person's pronouns just you know be considerate you'll never know you never know a person so it's hard for me because a lot of you know misgendering is hard and it's difficult to go yeah. through and it causes a lot of dysphoria and on really bad dysphoria days it makes me look at myself I'm like well you know like should I still be doing this like am I really like man enough even though I like pretty pastel things um and like shout out to my partner he does such a great job in mm-hmm. uh reassuring me no you are a man and like you look like a man and even if people say that you're not like they don't fucking matter they're assholes and like you are a man because you say you are and it and he's so good at that so thank you to my partner for doing that i hope he's listening (laughs) (laughs) probably not you know it's it, well, yeah, he's not a J fashion participant. <laughs> he's, he he will listen to me very, like, he will listen to me whenever I need to talk about stuff, and he will listen and, like, is, like, passionate about my passions, but he he, he gets all of his info from me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's totally fine. Um, Hayden already says the episode to him before he can even listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, when... I don't have those support groups with me. Like if I'm at a meetup and that dysphoria starts to kick mm-hmm. in, it's really hard to, you know, still be confident it, yeah. because I no longer feel like manly enough and I feel like yeah. I have to make up for something. And then I'll have to like go home and like get into my goth outfits right away because I feel more masculine in those goth mm-hmm. outfits. And, you know, I should be able to feel just as masculine or feminine in whatever I'm wearing. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess also not having a specific community for that, like, for that group of people who want to dress in J fashion and in, like, more pastel and colorful J fashion outfits for, like, also identifying being trans or, like, I'm just like, there's not really a group for that. Like, I feel like when I'm out and somebody looks at me weird or says something weird, I can always think back to like, well, you know, these people said this nice thing to me and um, and I have a community of people of other people who look like me and dress like me and they're backing me up, you know, and um, yeah. And I think that that's that's a whole, mm-hmm. you know, 
and I I made um, a Facebook group, oh, or not a Facebook group, a Facebook chat group chat a while oh. back for trans men in J J fashion or A fab transgender people in J fashion. Oh. But I think at this point it's died just because like it happens. So yeah. I think yeah, group chats die sometimes. Yeah, so I think eventually I will go out and make like a transgender J fashion group. You know, for anyone who I who IDs as trans and. Just to, you know, be cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be I cute think, and be supportive. Yeah, I think that would be, yeah, really um, supportive and good idea. These are parts of ourselves that we can't let go of, like, ever. They come with us everywhere, including our fashion. But we know that we're a minority and that not everyone in the J fashion community understands some of the struggles we go go through. Today, we're chatting with Pierce Hall, one of the co-creators of the Black J Fashionista Society. So today, we're going to be discussing these issues and ask some questions about his experience in J fashion as a person in a marginalized community. But before we get into that, I know we've been talking for like 20 minutes just on the intro. So sorry about that. (laughs) We get passionate. Uh, Before we delve deeper into all of this, let's jump into our events for this month. All right. Uh, This is an event that I think I've heard of like the the last year's event. And I think that that's like, oh, it's going to be really fun. It's the Disneyland Lolita Day, the sixth one. Please join the LA J Fashion community for their sixth annual Disneyland Lolita Day. Save the date for October 14th, 2018. And they're going to have many more like announcements to come besides just meeting up at the I guess Disneyland area I'm not sure where they usually meet um in the Disneyland specifically there's Disneyland yeah (laughs) um there seems like there's going there might be a featured artist a group show and a group photo and an exclusive button you can get for showing up to this year's event oh add to your collection yeah and then i'd recommend going to the facebook group page always check the facebook group (laughs) yeah so like go on the on their facebook page and you'll be able to see more details about that i'm really excited for this because there are a lot of lolita disney collaborations like angelic pretty has some disney collaborations i'm pretty sure so this is the perfect chance to break out those disney cords or if you like want to do a you know, Alice, Alice in Wonderland, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, Lolita is like Alice in Wonderland to yeah. people who don't really know much about J fashion. So make make that yeah. Alice in Wonderland inspired coordinate. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, like, I mean, there's a lot of, I guess, prints and stuff based off of like Alice and the Pirates. You oh, know? yeah. Things there's like that. <laughs> you know, if. There's a Bodyline Trump card, which has a lot of, you know, Alice in Wonderland themes, I guess. Or, like, it's all about, you know, playing cards. So, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, you you get what I mean. You know the connections between these two things. I've actually (laughs) never seen Alice in Wonderland. Really, like, none of, like, the movies? Freaked me out. Oh, man. It was too weird for me. I was just like, nah, I'm fine. (laughs) <laughs> Next, we have the mini Halloween Lolita meet at Sweet Life. So, Kawaii, California is here to celebrate Halloween with a mini meet. So, come dress to impress and show off those frills. 
cosplayers and other J fashion enthusiasts are welcome to attend, which I find really interesting because usually J fashion people are like, please no cosplay. Like this is about fashion, not costumes. Yeah, um, that's really interesting to me. Like I, I was just like, oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess you could like, yeah. there are some cosplays you could make like Lolita inspired or yeah. like J fashion inspired. Well, I know that like, Cosplayers sometimes they they feel exclude. Say on like Harajuku days, like um, events, and they'll say like, "Oh no, cosplayers." There's usually somebody who says like, "Why not? Like, mm-hmm. how come I can't wear my cosplay to this event? Like, I want to see J fashion, but I also want to dress up. But I don't wear J fashion. I wear cosplay, so I can see how like." It could still be useful. Like, there's just people who just want to see, you know, people dressed in J fashion and also, like, you know, express them their own hobby sort of thing. So I so I can see both sides of, like, why, like, there could be an event where the two can be together. But I also see, like, to the outside world, people are just going to conflate the two together. You're going to be like, oh, okay, so they're characters – And the J fashion thing is also characters. Yeah. And, you know, there are people who do, like, J fashion inspired cosplays where, like, people, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but people will do, like, Lolita blank cosplay or, like, Decora blank cosplay. Mm -hmm. And they're the character, and, like, you can see key elements that make Mm -hmm. the character recognizable, but they, like, wear Decora clothes inspired by the character. I did that once um, for a pro wrestler. Um, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> their group is called The New Day. And oh, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Believe in the power of positivity, and they have this, like, unicorn and all this other stuff. And I thought, like, oh, this would be great um, to wear their items and also, like, incorporate Decora into the the outfit. So at this mini Halloween Lolita meet, there will be complimentary photographer and some giveaways. The event is taking place October 30th from 3 to 4.30 p.m. at the Sweet Life Boba Bar in Fresno, California. Speaking of Halloween, I am super, super freaking excited for Halloween coming up. Ooh, you got any, like, plans? Not particularly. Particularly, I'm I'm still looking. I'll probably mm-hmm. well. I'm definitely going to Nocturna. For anyone who is not familiar with the Chicago goth scene, mm-hmm. Nocturna is a all night dance party by and for goths at the Metro Bar. But so I'm probably taking Sunday off, and I'm going there Saturday night and staying there till Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. They go from. I think 10, 30, 11 p.m. to 5 in the morning. So it is nocturnal, nocturna, you know, funny play on words. <laughs> yeah. So definitely doing that at least in October. But as for, like, other Halloween stuff, I honestly don't know. I might have a little party at home, but I'm not okay. sure. I figured out a date for my birthday party. Ooh. Having a joint birthday party again with Reina. We had... Her on as a guest and also is the organizer for Kawaii Rebels. And we're going to have like this joint birthday party with this theme of a monster hospital. (laughs) So then you can incorporate a lot of different J fashion themes into it if you want to. I'm going to probably be some sort of like nurse in a PVC dress or something that will also incorporate. um, I got a belt. Um, my belt is being made. I got from the um, hard candy 
Puvathel hard decora like collaboration, and so um, I had Puvathel make me um, a belt that says hard decora instead of hard candy. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, so I really want to um, wear that with this dress. I think Raina is gonna be a uh, a doctor. Like Kawaii doctor. Or I'm gonna have to like figure that. out what I'm gonna do. Yeah, so I have I'm just no like, idea. So at if this you want to dress like, I'm kind of just like going like Minhara Yami Kawaii sort of sort of vibe there. It might pull out the alien aesthetic again. Ooh, yeah, that's a monster. We grow it up. We, like, see, it's like we need more patience. Mm-hmm. So I really want to encourage people to be monsters. I'll have to get some good old aspects in there. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of like what I have planned. So going into our kawaii spotlight, uh, Kamila, why don't you do this first one? Because I am not sure what it is. <laughs> Oh, actually, yes, yes, I've seen these. Yeah, so this is the ACDC Rag Eco Fur Collection. We posted about it on our page when it was first being, like, teased and everything like that, but now it's available, so you can go and buy it. And it's these, like, like faux fur um, jacket and pants. pants, like these shorts, um, short sets that kind of like the way they bow out, they look a little bit like a skirt, but it they're shorts. This is these are definitely you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it comes in like a few different color schemes of like they have like a pastel version and then they have a like neon rainbow version where it's just like vertical stripes of different colors and then they kind of have one that's kind of like I feel like mostly pink but then have some neon blues and um neon purples and like more in like a splotchy sort of way rather than a vertical stripe Mm -hmm. sort of way um I really like the models that they chose I was just gonna say they're really cool they're really cool um and and semi-people that, like, I follow on Instagram. So it's just Ooh. like, oh, wow, like, yay, this person. Yeah, so one model is black and one model is a white American. Um, or European. Or European. Caucasian-looking. Ca- yeah, Caucasian-looking person. Yeah, you don't really know, because this was in Japan, actually. The, mm-hmm. show, the shoot was in Japan, so I can't really, like... Never know. Even with even with the person that I'm assuming is black, you know, like who like Jamaican, you know, like I don't know. Colombian. <laughs> Colombian like I don't know, but definitely um different from the norm for A C D C rag. Usually they use someone who's like a Japanese native. Mm-hmm. So super awesome. cool. Now this it says eco fur. Are these like eco friendly or I think, well, it says eco fur, and then it has in parentheses, like, faux fur. So I think Mm. they're trying to really, like, get out there that it's like, this is not real fur at all or some sort of thing like that. But I I haven't seen any sort of explanation of, like, these clothes naturally decompose, (laughs) you know, something like that. Um, Interesting. Okay. Next up, we have a new release from one of my favorite brands trash queen if you guys aren't familiar with trash queen they are a really awesome uh independent brand on instagram yeah they're really Mm -hmm. really cool it's owned by a plus-sized person and they have really really cool kawaii-able pieces in fact i own a pair of their joggers it's a blue pink gingham pattern and there it's a split pattern so one side is pink gingham and the other side is blue gingham and i love it super cool very comfortable and their new release is called pastoral 
and I really appreciate it. It's one super, super cool items and they're all kind of inspired by like prairie life kind of stuff. Um, Very much like natural looking colors. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of like bee motifs, which I love. I love bees so much. (laughs) Don't like honeycomb though. I have trypophobia and I can't look at honey or like beehives. My um, other friend is like that too. Yeah, but they have some stuff that is very kawaiiable is the V-cut pinafore skirts that they have. They also have some overall shorts, with I, which I think are really cool. Yeah, that's really cute. And if they have them in different colors, I might get some. Let's see. Let me pick out a few key pieces here. Oh, yes, it's just these. I love these. <laughs> so a few key pieces that I picked out were the Sunny Side Up mini dress. They have a few different colors. It comes in lavender comes in blue uh i don't remember the other colors at the moment but there's it's super Probably super cute or an orange. yeah and it's you know i i like funny eggs like uh, guretama is one yeah, of my favorite characters yeah. and so this is a little sleeveless dress that is covered in fried eggs sunny side eggs and i love it and i think it's adorable and it's on sale it's on sale uh another really 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 amazing piece from this new release is the fizzy cropped bomber jacket it's a crop bomber jacket as in the title Mm -hmm. and the pattern is mason jars with like one really big piece of fruit in it so there's one really big strawberry blueberries and peaches all over this crop bomber and there are bubbles coming out of the mason jars slash oh no 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 there's so it's soda Soda cans. cans Duh. So there's soda cans, (laughs) not mason jars. But the one that I really like is in banana color. Uh, They also have it in blue, in pink, in lavender, and I think in orange. So the Fizzy Crop Bomber is one of my favorite pieces. I also picked out the lemonade halter dress, and they also have the orange juice halter dress. And it's a yellow gingham and an orange gingham halter. It's A-line, and it's super freaking cute. And at the chest, there is, for the lemonade dress, there's a bunch of lemons on it. And for the orange juice dress, there's a bunch of oranges. And Kamila picked out (laughs) the lava lamp dress in acid. This one comes in a few different colors, too. I think they have a a pink and a blue version. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I really like all of them. It's a halter dress where, like, it has the ring around the neck and your arms are free. For me, sometimes when I'm wearing, like, decora, I like to mix a little bit of that 60s yeah. fashion thing and and this would be an opportunity to do that with one of these like halter dresses. Yeah, it's very 60s, 70s looking, you yeah. know, mods. So we've got uh, Otoku's new release. It's all like Minhara themed, like perfect timing for Halloween spooky season. Very much like a nurse. They have like two characters. One is a blonde character with a eye patch, and then they have a pink haired character that's like that does not have an eye patch, um, but has like a broken heart sort of theme on their nurse hat. As far as like skin tone, they have one black character and one white character. The the white character is very much like more Lolita inspired, 
which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. It has like a it has like an apron and like ruffles on their sleeves and things like that. The black character is really like classic classic nurse. nurse. Right, right. So again, we picked out some key pieces to talk about. The first one is the Doki Doki Nurse Supplies button up dress. Now, we're both friends with the designer of OdaQ, and she was a little concerned about this dress because it doesn't go up to plus sizes, but this dress is super, super freaking cute. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like baby doll style where, or empire waist style, where the waist is a bit higher right underneath the bust, and it comes out in a really cute flare, and the sleeves are really, really neat. They're full sleeves. Uh, like t-shirt style sleeves Mm -hmm. but at the shoulder there's a circle cutout which I think is really cute now this pattern is the nurse supplies pattern so it has stuff like a stethoscope I'm so glad I pronounced that right (laughs) Uh, band-aids EKG monitor really cool stuff primarily oh it has pockets (gasps) it has pockets oh Mm -hmm, my goodness mm -hmm. i i absolutely adore this piece the two colors are like the base color is white and then the pattern color is pink and then i chose the doki doki nurse supply chiffon dress i really liked um the chiffon dresses that oda q made in the past i think the other one that i saw was the uh, magical girl from the magical girl release i really like that i like the way that oda q like draws all the supplies and like objects with like a lot of detail it's not just like oh it just like the symbolic look of a stethoscope she really like goes in and does all the details like an individual illustration Mm -hmm. and so I really like that like attention to detail all of the items are uh, shades of pink like a hot pink and a pastel pink and then it's over this grid pattern the grid lines are I want to say, is it white or really, really pastel pink? Mm -hmm. And the background is black. So they really, really pop. Yeah, they really pop. So I I really, um, I don't know, I like that. (laughs) And then I picked out the pharmacy candy chiffon dress. So again, same style as the uh, nurse supplies dress, except this one focuses only on pills and pill bottles. And I just really like that um, motif just because, you know, I, I take meds for my depression and I think it's fun to make them really cute looking and like candy (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then we have a grids and gradients pleated skirt I really like this just because like I don't know uh, I'm just into like the the gradients of the colors. Um, it's very vaporwave. Yeah, it is, and I think like Odaku is really like inspired by vaporwave <laughs> Good. edits and everything like that. I wouldn't be surprised if like the next collection is like vaporwave collection. That would be so like fun. That. Yeah. Um, so I I just. I, I like that um, aesthetic of like it's it's a simple design, but also the gradient is done very well. So now all of these uh, designs and patterns are available in different colors and in different style types. Uh, mm-hmm. They have the classic dad shirt still up. They have mm-hmm. suspender skirts, and t-shirts, joggers. joggers, shorts. So you can get so there's so many different options you can pick from. And now we have the Angelic Pretty Halloween release, talking about how I love Halloween so much, and I'm so excited for Halloween and spooky season. Angelic Pretty has released their new Halloween release. This is called Ghost Night Bride, and they have 
a head bow with a veil available. There is a jumper skirt, a long sleeve one piece, and uh, the one piece comes in two different colors. Doesn't look like the jumper skirt does. I'm gonna take a quick look. Yeah, so they do have the one piece in different colors. It comes in wine, a lavender, and I think that's it. Yeah, just a wine and a lavender for the one piece. Uh, or for the jumper skirt, I'm sorry. For the one piece, they have a white colorway, a navy blue colorway, a wine colorway. And so they have a one piece that is lavender, but I'm not seeing any other colors. So I think there are four colorways in total. Let's take a quick look at the pattern itself. Wow, so as always, Angelic Pretty delivers. It seems to be, it's very gothic looking. There are chandeliers hanging down. There are a lot of cross motifs. And at the bottom, it looks like there are different images of chapels from what I'm seeing. Makes me think of the Adams family. Yeah, yeah. And because this is the ghost knight bride, it, it ah, would make sense that there are yes. chapels in the images. There are also yes, some I candelabras. Yeah. What looks like two chairs in, you know, classic masculine feminine style, and then roses and a box of, like a heart box, which might be chocolates. But yeah, it's super cool, super goth, perfect for Halloween yes. coming up if you want to be like a ghostly gothic bride. Oh, that white one would be perfect for that. Yeah. So last week we talked about the Black Jay Fashionista Society, and I just wanted to do a recap of what that society is. It's a group for and only for black folks and folks mixed with black who wear J fashion or if you like the aesthetic. They created this group for uplifting, making friends, connecting with one another in a drama-free zone. And speaking of the Black J Fashionista Society, on the show today we have Pierce Hall, who is one of the co-hosts of Black J Fashionista Society. So we're going to head right on into our guest segment today. Today we have Pierce Hall on the show with us. And we are going back to our Skype interviews for a little bit. So because we got our booth stuff working and we're not having like super difficult or super bad technical difficulties. So Pierce Hall is a 22-year-old trans man from Cincinnati, Ohio. He's been involved in J fashion for about 10 years, but didn't start actually wearing it until about six years ago. He wears Fairy K, Decora, Visual K, Punk K. In addition to being so versatile in his fashion, he runs the Black J Fashionista Society with his friend, Tiffany Brown. Hi, Pierce. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Doing good. I had an early morning and a lot of, you know, working through technical stuff in this booth, but we are, we've gotten it down yep. and gotten it good, so I am blessed today. <laughs> All right, so let's hop right on into it. So the first question we have for you is, where did you start in J Fashion? Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started, I started in Punk K. I was always drawn to, like, the punkish look, dark looks, and Punk K always, like, inspired me, especially... Like, the manga and the anime I used to watch, wow. punk like, my favorite back then. And then, so where do you land now in your style? Um, I think it went from, like, a linear thing? Yeah, kind of majority, like, Barry K and Decora, but still punk K and visual K, of course. Okay. So why did you and Tiffany feel like the Black J Fashionista Society was an online community that you needed to create? I feel like I need to be because we barely have any 
breast representation already. And, you know, we do have a lot, but I just wanted more. Plus, there wasn't any Black J fashion communities out there, so I wanted to create one, our own little space just for us to uplift each other, make friends, and, you know, just be encouraging of one another. Because we already have enough drama with other non-POC people, and we yeah. already have within, you know, the Black community. So I wanted everyone to, you know, encourage each other and make friends and be more positive. Yeah, that's a really great idea. Like, I know that there's some other, like, general, like, um, I guess, black Kauai groups. And, um, I mean, besides all the drama that sometimes come out of them, I don't think it was exactly a place to post and talk about J fashion in particular, just because, um, it was just a mixture of a whole lot of people and, and hobbies and interests, such as like cosplay or just like generally being cute. But it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to post about like my decora cord and then someone's going to know what I'm talking about, you know. So I, I really like that you started this new group with Tiffany and everything like that. It was really timely because it's just like a lot of other groups were just like imploding. Mm-hmm. So I oh. did have a thing. I oh, what's a thing? Uh, speaking about being relevant, Lovely Lore did just release a video on struggles in Lolita. Yeah. A big piece of what she covered was being a person of color in Lolita and how these people came to her sharing their stories and like Lore started tearing up and was just like so upset about these people who were having really bad experiences yeah and she was like this isn't okay to all the people who think this you're bad (laughs) and right i'm just like thank you lore (laughs) thank you yeah pierce were you able to uh watch lore's video yet um i have not but i did see that she was looking for i think she was looking for black lolitas post on her facebook to include them into something but i didn't really get too much farther into it yeah it was shared in the group and a lot of people were submitting. I submitted a picture of myself, which also got featured, but I didn't like do a whole story thing because I really don't consider myself like officially like a part of the Lolita community. Mm-hmm. Um, though sometimes I do wear some of the clothes. So I guess speaking of like that video and kind of talking about the struggles that people had in the Lolita community, what struggles have you? had trying to be active in other J fashion communities? I really haven't really had any struggles. More like mm-hmm. not being acknowledged enough when I'm posting in other groups. I'd post like a really good chord and, you know, it doesn't really give much acknowledgement. Not saying that I'm like entitled to it, but that'd yeah. be cool to have an acknowledgement. But, you know, you have other people who just have a basic Kawaii outfit. She's not even, I guess, maybe like white or Asian or something. And it gets so much acknowledgement. It's like, that's not really a struggle, but kind of an annoyance. Yeah, I could totally understand that and totally understand that being why you create your own group. Because I think a lot of black people who want to get involved in J fashion, they're like really afraid of posting their stuff into like general J fashion things because of like the stigma of the Lolita community, kind of like the rumors about it being Mm -hmm. like, you know, catty and someone's going to like post about you. So it brings kind of like 
just like this fear. And then also when you don't see yourself also being posted or in the advertisement of it, you feel like, well, maybe it's just not going to look right with my skin tone or it's not going to look right with my body type or something like that. So I'm just going to look silly when I do it but these other people are going to look better or some sort of thing like that. And I don't know. I try to argue that away. Like if somebody comments being like, <laughs> like I'm not going to look good in colors or something, or I think I totally understand. I feel like that, that probably is a struggle, even though you can overcome it. Other people, you know, they really are affected by that. Like, you know, you don't, it's like you're invisible. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I guess, I would say I'm glad you haven't had to go through those struggles because I know for some people they can be very traumatic and very disheartening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I noticed that in like the Facebook groups or something like that too. But I think also it kind of in every J fashion style, there's like this generic silhouette or this generic look and people like really like when you achieve that like stereotypical like generic look of this style. And I think what you do is different. And sometimes when people do something different from like the cookie cutter look, they don't know what to how to react to it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a part of it, too. Uh, what positives have you experienced? A lot of people uh, on my Facebook see me as a kind of like an inspiration, I guess. Um, I apparently inspired uh, a couple of people to be wearing Decora and also Fair K and people like to see my cords a lot. And that makes me like really happy because I feel so special when people actually tell me that they started wearing J fashion because of me. And that's one of the most positive things I actually been thinking about lately, actually. That's amazing. That's awesome. I totally see how someone like you are very inspiring just to like the amount of like pins and everything that you put in, your hair and like in the layering that you do with your clothing it's just like every time i see one of your decor cords i'm just like man i gotta have more things <laughs> yeah i have the extra what do you hope for the future of the j fashion like community as a whole um as a whole i really just hope everyone can just uplift each other be more positive just have a drama free world because we already get the negativity outside of J fashion, you know, the comments. And I just want everyone to like just come together and just stop being so negative and just push all like the negativity away and just be more positive and make friends and everything. Cause we don't really need that negativity. We're already trying to be more positive and there's already, you know, racism and, you know, colorism and mm -hmm. for some odd reason the J fashion community has so much drama and I don't know why, but I just wish it would just go away because we need to connect with each other as a whole. And if we just create more positivity, I think maybe, just maybe, everyone just would just, I don't know. Make, have a happy time. Yeah, have a happy time and just not have negative feelings about each other because it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, I feel like the bulk of it starts coming down to like personal. I know like in like the um the general like black Hawaii groups, like a lot of it starts turning into like personal stuff that they have against the other people. And it's like has nothing to do with the theme of the group at all or anything like that. And it's just like not that I don't want people to to become close to each other, but it's kind of just like. Come on, we're here to be to to talk about 
this fashion that we're that we love and um the other hobbies and things that we love and it's just like it's not about these like personal like competitions or um or not being biased a lot of people are very biased of just certain styles or certain skin colors or who have certain weights or whatever and that needs to stop also yeah exactly just like how you want people to look in the fashion like i'm just like what how does somebody's size affect you and Mm -hmm. what you like to wear and everything like that if you can't like see the beauty in what everyone else is wearing and stuff like that then keep it to yourself because it doesn't have anything to do with the fashion itself like it doesn't have anything to do with your journey your kawaii journey or whatever like that so if you really feel that way just don't say anything at all because it's not adding to the conversation we need a wholesome j fashion community we need wholesome love so where do you and Tiffany see the Black J Fashionista Society growing to in the future? I hope to see it grow into a group where everyone can come as a family, make friends, be positive. I do want to start like doing like kind of YouTube videos or like like a live party chat or start doing um, meetups at certain conventions or panels. I just kind of like want to have like a little Black Hawaii revolution just for us all, just for us little family. Yes. I dig it. I dig it. Oh, man, that's really cool. I can't wait to see, like, the stuff with, like, the videos and then meetups. Like, I love meetups. I wish I had the capacity to organize those sorts of things, but I love going to them. Like, I don't know. I'll travel to go to one. Like, I just, I don't know. I love meetups. So I really, yeah, hope for that in the future, definitely. I love that term that you coined, Black Kauai Revolution. Revolution. That is so cool. Yes. That needs to be a game as well as <laughs> the name of the, the meeting. <laughs> maybe maybe Hard Decora inspiration shirt. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, you guys do like uh like a fashion show, and it would be called the fashion show would be called Black Hawaii Revolution. Yes, that'd be so cool. That sounds awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us or getting on the phone with us, I I should say, and uh, taking some time to talk about the Black J Fashionista Society. If people want to find like more about you and see your courts and pictures, where should we direct them to? To my Instagram. It's minty underscore delight. Great. Thank you so much. No problem. 